I'm so excited to kick off the podcast with Jemima House, the connection coach. Jemima is someone that I have met in real life. I have attended her workshop. She is an awesome human being. Um, hello, Jemima, and thank you so much for being on my first ever podcast. Hey, Emma. I hope this is working. I am very yes. technologically challenged. I'm <laughs> oh, so glad you could hear me. Yes, yeah, you are. I'm, we are receiving you. <laughs> perfect. I'm super excited too. So thank you for coming on. So we've met, so I know a little bit about you, but would you mind introducing yourself to the listeners and tell us a little bit about what you do? Yeah, sure. Um, well, well-being is kind of my jam. And uh, I've, I've done lots of things over the years that have been connected with well-being. But most of my journey has been a yoga journey. So I've been practicing and teaching yoga for about years now. Wow um yeah long time and uh now I am a relationship coach for women and um yeah anything connection anything relating anything consciousness um that's all the stuff that I absolutely love and I I really love making connections with people part of the um part of the mission behind what I do um has always been about strengthening relationships so that we can grow really good authentic communities that feel good that we can enjoy where people can be naturally creative yeah and you know I think that that starts with us as individuals and then obviously with our love relationships and grows from there so absolutely yeah, yeah. so do, when you're talking about connection I I I feel like you're you're talking predominantly with a connection with ourselves, um, as I think a lot of us don't. Many of us are, have lost connection with ourselves, especially as we do a few more kind of rotations around the sun. We seem to lose who we are in some instances. Do you think this is? Do, do you have any kind of view on how how or why this happens? Yeah, I mean, that's that's the major part of of what I do is that I I hold space for women to really feel safe enough to come back into attunement with the essence of who they know themselves to be um and yeah we do lose that we I think we we start to lose that from a really young age you know we get conditioned by our caregivers our parents and then we go to school and we maybe go to work we have to enter these structures where we are required to edit ourselves in order to be accepted or loved. And it, we kind of, we don't know that we're doing that. You know, there's, there's little awareness that that's what's happening, but we learn how to do it from a really tender age. You know, it's like a sly form of manipulation in a yeah. way. We learn, we learn how to just present the most acceptable parts of ourselves so that we can secure love and attention um, because that's what humans need. And do you think that can be a scary process for some people? Because I think it can be um, nerve-wracking to think, well, if this person that has been on the planet for this number of years is, is outwardly being this person, but actually inside is someone quite different, and who is that person? Could that be kind of something that some of us don't want to go 
and reveal because we're nervous about who that is because we we have no idea who we really are at our core anymore um yeah I do think that can be true um I I don't tend to um have very much of that in my sphere of work I do tend to work with women who are fairly certain about who they are but they have maybe just not been very good at expressing it or they haven't found their voice yet or they're they're certainly not living their truth and I think that is the key part I think a lot of people have a very deep knowing of who they are but they're out of alignment so they're not actually living the life that matches up with the energy of who they are if that makes sense absolutely so if I think so how would you describe someone feeling who's out of alignment do you think there's kind of an instinctive feeling that sometimes gets ignored is there something we can physically feel when we're out of alignment do you do you think I I think very often there's like this malaise or this kind of creeping tiredness where everything feels like a bit of an effort almost like a low-grade depression yeah because there is so much in the way of the purity of our life force like it's being blocked who we really are just really just wants to shine out like a tree wants to grow or a flower wants to blossom that's nature and if we prevent it because we find ourselves in a structure whether that be like a job or a relationship um if we find ourselves in a structure that prevents that that we're allowing then it can feel like it takes a lot of work it takes a lot of work to actually hold yourself back you know from from who you really are so yeah I would I would definitely say that just that not feeling good you know just feeling kind of tired and like oh my god everything's everything's just lost its shine yeah and yeah absolutely and I completely can understand that having had a, a sort of a a rebirth for want of a better word myself over the last couple of years mm. um do you so obviously with your yoga your yoga practice um do you include uh, a meditative a meditation kind of practice with your clients yeah I do I with my coaching clients I I kind of bookend each session with like a micro meditation so we always begin with a grounding get back into the body meditation because I think the way that the world is set up right now all points us towards this kind of action and you know being constantly available and being online and it's really common that we just leave our bodies and that we plow on through and we crack on and actually our bodies have got so much wisdom if we take the time to tune in and it's a really important part of the coaching process that my clients do tune into their their bodies their energy body that you know really the subtleties of what it's like to be a human being in a body you know yeah <laughs> so yeah so we do that at the beginning and then I, I close I close each session also with a with like a grounding meditation just so that they can come back into like their full resources and back into their power and that state of you know when everything's been kind of shaken around a little bit sometimes it can be a bit destabilizing so it's important to just make sure 
that they feel really safe and secure and able to kind of process. Like when you go and have a treatment, like if you go to a chiropractor or something, they always say, give it 24 hours, you know, drink loads of water, that kind of yeah. thing. <laughs> kind of letting the dust settle essentially yeah. before we kind yeah. of, you know, it's, that's why it kind of in the past when I've been to sort of lunchtime yoga classes, when I've had an office-based job and, and then you kind of go from your class and you sort of stand up and then go straight back into what you're doing before. And it's like, I'm not really sure if, uh, you know, there's, there was needs that sort of transition before you can then move about your day. And, you know, it's about, I guess, about being gentle and kind, which I think yeah. particularly as females, we're not always, not always sort of practicing that. And um, this is very much what, I want why I want to talk to you today because I know that you're very you know you are a powerhouse for 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 femininity and for I know you talk about queen, owning your queen frequency and um empowering women to have connections with themselves and other people and that's just you know it's just so refreshing to see someone talk so succinctly about about this because I think it's something that many of us can kind of brush over and yeah. sort of tick, tick along in our lives. And yeah, you know, and I think it kind of goes also with motherhood that you know the the sense that you're always you're always on call and you're always there for the child or the children, and and it can be that you're last on the list. You know, yeah. so it is it's more. It can be more difficult then to know, like to make that connection between how your well-being affects everything around you. Yeah. Like if my cup is full, everyone's happy. (laughs) And that's that's so true. And, you know, I see a lot of people kind of going through martyrdom of, you know, well, I've got to do this, this and this first. And then I think, but you're unhappy, your children are unhappy. It's like, come on, but it's getting our heads around the word selfish being a being a positive notion and not yeah. a and not a negative idea yeah um, fully fully agree with that you know where if i'm not resourced i'm i'm on the take that's, that's all, <laughs> that is always what's going on and i i know that about myself and i'm very i'm very sensitively attuned to to what's going on that's part of what i help teach my clients it's like you need to just be on the ball and be really self-aware with this to know when it's absolutely time to take care of yourself and and not to not to be that kind of misguided in thinking oh if I do all the things it will be better for others no if you do all the things for you then it will be better because you're going to spill from your fullness. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, yeah, it bites you on the bum, doesn't it, when you don't do, when you don't look after yourself first. Yeah. Um, but, you know, especially when you've got, I think if you've got influence in your life who are looking in and saying, but, you know, how can she have time to do this, that and the other? You know, surely she you know, needs to be doing, should, should be, should be doing, you know, it's always should be doing other things. Mm. And I think it's, you know, if we can educate people with this message of filling your cup first before others it's you know it it will make it easier and we'll have less judgment from others which we still obviously many of us are affected by other people's opinions of us whether that's a a parental figure or a you know or a um, loving relationship or whatever it may be I think uh, making making time for yourself is a big mantra for me in the last you know especially the last with everything we've gone through Mm. um uh with with 
the pandemic, ugh, the, the dreaded pandemic word. But um, do you, so thinking about kind of daily rituals and things that um, people might be able to take away from from um, your your knowledge and wisdom, is there anything you could suggest that people do on a daily basis to help them feel a connection with themselves to understand who they are and what they're about? Yeah, um, I mean, I have I have a process that I use with in all my work and that I use with myself as well um, called the spiral process. But it's it's really this um, this kind of blueprint for checking in and maintaining and taking care of your body and managing your mind and then being able to drop into a very deep connection with your spirit, with who you really are. Um, and there are many different ways that you can do that. And I do tend to adapt the ways, um, although I do have three main practices that I use with my women. Um, one of them is called Juicy Body, and it's a juicing practice. So it's not just about what you put into your body. It's about the preparation and yeah. it's about the uh, intention of I'm going to really nurture and nourish this vehicle that I traverse my life through with, you know, <laughs> um, because, yeah, it it can be so, so compelling to just fuel your body like you fuel a car, just like shove some food in it so you can keep going. Yeah. And it's like we're not robots, you know, we're not we don't need to just be plugged in and charged. We need to actually have this um, have like a deeper sense of nourishment in order yeah. for us to operate at our optimum levels. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's that's the most basic practice that we do. And that's something that um, I really recommend for people to do. It's like clean food, you know, clean, yeah. clean food and nutrients and vitamins and and also giving your body a rest from digestion because liquid is super easy. Um, yeah, it's good on so many levels. And the colours. Oh, I love the colours. <laughs> <laughs> so, so get, again, I guess it's all back to connection. So having a connection with the food you are eating, the things you are you're pull, pulling into your body, I guess it's, we're very, it's very easy to, to, like you say, just inhale food while sat at a desk. Or, you know, I'm very guilty of that myself sometimes. Yeah. Um, but I do know that if I prepare my food, um, with love and time I not only enjoy the eating of the food more but the process I definitely feel more grounded and I think it's almost just the physical aspect of touching and chopping and cooking food oh yeah it's so it's so nourishing yeah. you know emotionally nourishing not just kind of nutritionally nourishing I mean it's very mindful isn't it yeah, when you're preparing food, I, I, it's quite a good transition activity. I don't really love cooking, but it's a, good, <laughs> like, it's a good transition from being on calls or you know doing work and then just chopping, you know, bright red peppers. I'm so sorry, that's the cat. That's you're okay. Have, you're gonna have cat noise on your podcast. <laughs> that's, that's okay. Just the way it is today. But yeah, the um, 
yeah, like chopping colourful vegetables and just very mindfully, you know, frying stuff up or whatever. Like, yeah, there is something about that because then we're going back to the speed of the body. Yeah. And rather than being pulled into this like maniacal, crazy speed of the mind of processing super quick, we're just pulling it back. I think that's why it feels so grounding. But yeah, I'm definitely with you on that. I've experienced that. Yeah, I think it's something that is, it, as a daily ritual, you wouldn't, you know, if, if, if people are thinking about a list of daily rituals to help them feel better, I'm not sure whether people would actually automatically, you know, think of this, but it's something that we need to do daily. Our body wants these, these uh, the, the, the nourishing food. Um, so it's an easy one to kind of shoehorn into your, yeah. into your life without it, you know, and obviously everyone benefits, especially if you're living with other people, everyone's benefiting, you know, making an effort to sit down together and have a meal without phones and all the other distractions that happen, especially if you've got children like I have, um, you know, just to sit and eat and uh, enjoy the food in a non-hurried way. I know it's not always possible but whenever we can that definitely has an effect on the general mood of the home yeah it does yeah <laughs> which is always which is always good it is. so I was also going to ask you about without without going into I don't want to talk about covid it's it's I'm over it um but talking about community um do you predict with your with your with your wisdom that we will see a greater sense of community post this pandemic or as we come out of it, um, when we've been so disconnected from others for such a long time. What's your view on community with, with so much distance that's happened of late? Well, that, that's a really good question. And my feeling is that my community or the communities that I'm involved in have actually flourished more and grown more due to this kind of forced isolation. Yeah. I've like created groups of women who can, we support each other, you know, other coaches. Um, I've definitely been more active in, in speaking to people. And yeah, okay, it's not been in real life, but it has been in real time. It has been connecting and I, it's felt like it's felt so necessary, but also just felt really natural. And I don't know, I, I do have a sense personally of slight trepidation of real life events, yes. <laughs> like real yeah. life meetings where um, maybe trepidation is a bit strong, but it's definitely like a sea change, obviously because yeah. we've been used to something so different for about 18 months now. Yeah. Um, but I, I think, yeah, the, the pull for us to meet together and, and also the realisation of how much we need each other has definitely um, become more profound after yeah. this experience. Yeah, I absolutely agree as well. I feel more of a draw to be... so. I've recently moved to a smaller to to a small village um I definitely felt the pull of needing to be part of a community where there was a mixture of um 
types of people and personalities and ages and um, ambitions. And uh, I've definitely felt more of a need to want to be closer to family, to want to spend more time doing meaningful things with friends and family. Um, I think that I, I'd love I'd love to think that lots of people are feeling the same way. So we can get our communities back together to share, you know, whether whether that's just just sharing some time and space with each other and having com- and having idle conversation, but just you know, getting away from the Zoom calls and whilst they absolutely have their place and I think there'll be many that still need to maintain that kind of connection with people, um, I personally have very much, you know, realised how much I needed a connection with other people around me, um, external to family, you know, others as well to Mm. kind of chew the fat with and, yeah. I think it's about feeling people as well. You know, like you really, in the way that you can walk into a room and feel if someone's just had an argument. Yeah. Like, you know, that is what we can feel. We can feel when there's loving presence around and we can feel other people's energy. And it seems to me that this has been the missing piece. And yeah, you could, to some extent, you can do that on a Zoom call if it's maybe a one-to-one. But but in real life, that is just so essential. And touch as well, you know. Touch, touch absolutely. So important. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know you talk about a little bit about nervous system soothing. Yeah. What what does that what does that mean? So our nervous systems are comprised of two major parts, sympathetic and parasympathetic. And the um, the sympathetic nervous system is is the part that is on the lookout. So it's the part that will go into fight or flight, freeze or fawn um, when we are in a stressful position. And that that means even if we have a stressful thought, our bodies can go into this response because our subconscious does not know the difference between real or imagined. And then the other part of the nervous system is to do with rest, digest, sexual activity, turn on. And and that's very understimulated in the world that we live in, the time that we live in now. So relaxation needs to be um, like a proactive activity rather than, you know, we think that we're going to watch some Netflix or we're going to like just lie on the bed or whatever and that's that's not actually active relaxation and doesn't actually do very much when our bodies have been in a stressed out state um so it's kind of passive relaxing is not is not enough is that what you is that what you mean mean, we kind of need to be more resting it is resting because you're not like using your muscles and stuff and your breathing and your heart rate slow down but it's not actually deeply nourishing rest and relaxation because um, you can still have those patterns running in the background. So soothing our nervous systems is an essential part of us feeling open enough to start to express who we really are. And that, that deep sense of relaxation allows us to sit in the, in the essence of who we know ourselves to be. 
yeah without being in that kind of flighty sort of like ah you know <laughs> state of nervousness or like oh I'm I'm really worried about what people will think or you know there needs to be a deep system reset for us to feel that confidence and so so when people say things like I'm just going to zone out and watch Netflix or whatever they're going to do do you do you feel that that is I guess because like you say about the system not knowing what's real and what's not real Mm. if you're watching something that's highly I don't know perhaps it's something that's that's violent or emotionally kind of um uh upsetting we we go through those emotions with that is that what you mean yeah we do yeah and I mean do you know I'm I'm not at all critical of that zoning out I think it has its place for sure absolutely (laughs) Uh, I do and and I've used that as well uh, when I've been in some horrible states as as a real relief and I do think it has has its place um but I had an experience of this a few months ago I started watching Homeland Oh, and yeah. it's you know it's I've like, watched that have you right? <laughs> yeah so you it's gripping it's gripping but that yeah. is the word and then I realized I was you know midway through an episode and I was like oh my god my body feels so stressed yeah and yeah I need to turn this off because this is not what I want to be doing at 10 p.m you know yeah. I'm gonna need to go to sleep soon so yeah, yeah it's, it's like really useful to just keep one eye on on what's going on there yeah see how I, it's affecting you yeah, I mean, I personally, I find myself quite easily upset by by things I watch on telly. It could be, you know, it could be a, lo- a, a love story or something, you know, a rom-com or something. I find myself getting kind of a bit teary. And I think, okay, firstly, my emotions are obviously way too close to the surface. I need to look at that. But also, do I want to be actually crying in my in my downtime? Or should I perhaps be doing something a little bit more... Um, you know nourishing for for my my mind body and soul um but yeah Yeah, it's kind of I mean I mean there are this is the beauty of creating that intentional time for doing those things because you know like if your body does need to cry then great because it like washes out hormone imbalances it's like a release and it's so good for you that's one thing and maybe creating the space to be able to do that if you know that that's necessary great but yeah like you say if you're watching something and it's just provoking you know it's taking you into a fantasy of something that's very sad then you do sometimes have to question like oh my god like do I really want to be doing this right now yeah and we often find ourselves trying to relate to it as well so trying to draw a parallel with what we're seeing in a fictional situation trying to draw a real parallel with it so we can get up to speed with where that fictional character is and it's sort of yeah it's kind of it's escapism but perhaps it's not always escaping to the (laughs) the right hatch we want to go you know want to go down it's it's uh, really funny isn't it and you know I haven't had a tv for 12 years oh wow yeah (laughs) I I decided it you know at one point and I was like no do you know what I don't do this and yeah I do watch Netflix and I have Amazon Prime because I like watching films and whatever I do watch the odd series but but it has made me so much more intentional about about what I'm consuming because you know it's the same as what food you consume and I'm very particular about what I put into my body and I feel like maybe sometimes this just gets sidelined. People don't realize the impact maybe of 
consuming media because yeah. it's huge you know it can really affect your body yeah absolutely oh thank you so 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 much for spending some time and having a chat with me today I really appreciate it especially because it's the first podcast and I felt a bit nervous about it all but thank you how oh, can so how how can people find out about you where can we follow you so fun so if you are instagram and facebook are my two main ones that i'm always on if you go to at jemima house coaching on instagram you can find me there and mostly my profile so just jemima house on facebook it's all all public and open and yeah i welcome all inquiries and just come and stalk you know i think people should absolutely stalk you because you are very active on social you are you you impart a lot of knowledge and wisdom to people um uh, and obviously then they can take it to the next level if they get want to get involved with some of your one-to-ones or some of your group work um as yeah, i say I, free stuff though as well you know yeah loads, absolutely loads of free content so yeah thank you so, thank you so much for sharing and thank you for being here today with me